0: Hi, I'm Maria or of Velo Sews and you're listening to a new Sewing Save and Mending episode of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa and relax. Sew Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to today's Sewing Save Mending podcast featuring Kate Ward, an Aussie living in Canada who is Zen Stitching. In this episode, Kate talks to us a little bit more about the benefits of stitching and craft. Let's welcome Kate of Zen Stitching. Hi Maria, how are you? Good, how are you? Pretty good. It's lovely to be here today. And it's really lovely that you've been able to come back again to do another podcast to talk about the benefits of stitching, Zen stitching. It's a craft, it's an interest, it's a hobby, but there are a lot of things around what you're doing that actually helps each individual with their own self-care.
1: Yeah, that's so true. It's really interesting because as someone who has done this my whole life I kind of just take it as one of those things that you do. When I had a chance to give it some thought and actually look into the benefits of sewing or crafting or creating it made me realize just how good it is for us in so many different ways. And it's quite fascinating because on a psychological level, it's good for us. On a physical level, it's good for us. It's amazing just how beneficial a little bit of stitching or some knitting or sewing can be. I think you're going to have to expand on that today, Kate. (laughs) I know, absolutely. I'm kind of jumping in the deep end there because I'm pretty excited about it all. I just love that something that a lot of us just take for granted or do in our spare time can be so good for us. I might kind of backpedal just a little bit and talk about kind of some of the psychological benefits that crafting and stitching and sewing can be for us. And I touched on these in our last conversation about the active meditation. And I I wanted to actually kind of break it down a bit more and talk about why or the scientific kind of reasoning behind how it works and why it works because having quite an interest in neurology I find it really interesting to kind of break it down into a like a cellular level okay so we're talking about how repetition the process of doing the same kind of movement again and again can be relaxing what they've found is that through doing these processes we get a chance to soothe and relax our thoughts and our brains and so on a scientific level what that means is when we're stressed the lizard part of our brain or the amygdala it hijacks our brain which means that our logical thoughts go out the window and our instinctive responses go into effect and so what that means is pretty much that our body goes into a flight and fight response mode meaning that all the blood in our body Instead of doing all the things it usually does, it goes directly to our muscles because back in the day of cavemen, we would need to prepare ourselves to run away from the saber-toothed tiger. And it means that all our thinking ability goes out the window, which means there's no room for rational thinking. So with the stitching and the crafting and the meditation, it calms our nervous system, which after a period of time can actually shrink the size of the amygdala. And I think that's really interesting. So from doing some, some craft, some sewing, we can actually train ourselves to respond to stressful situations in a much better manner. I'm so fascinated by that. (laughs) You know, something that we just take for granted can be so therapeutic. That's probably one of the most fascinating areas is just through doing some craft we can shrink parts of our brain that you know if we're watching the television and we get stressed out or you know bad news we can learn to respond in a more positive way to those kind of events it shrinks it yes it does and it's the same with meditation okay so it's that active meditation or meditation think of the amygdala like a muscle, you know? So if you're going to the gym and you're working out all the time, you get big muscles. And when you stop going to the gym, they go back to your other size, I guess you could say. So when you're getting stressed out all the time, yeah, that's your response area in your brain is the amygdala. So it's getting strengthened every time you get stressed. And because that's kind of known as the lizard part of our brain, it means that you go back into your default settings and the blood starts rushing around frantically, all that kind of stuff. So when you meditate or active meditation through the crafts, it means that you're strengthening other parts of your brain to help you better cope with stress. And that means that the amygdala then shrinks because you're training yourself to work in a different way. And there's lots of other great reasons why stitching is so good for us on a mental capacity. And I think this is something that everyone who's ever undertaken any kind of stitching crafting project is you have to learn to let go. You know, you you start with these great visions and plans of something that you're going to make and along the way you might encounter a hiccup or something doesn't go quite right. You learn that process of letting go. And through that sense of letting go, you're learning to control your own response rather than controlling the materials around you. I think, particularly in response to what's happening around the world right now with COVID, so many of us feel like there are so many situations that are totally beyond our control. But something that we can control is the way we feel and the way we react to situations. And I think that's why crafting is so great because we learn to adapt as we may encounter difficulties in our different sewing projects. Once we understand that we can't control everything but we can control our responses, that can be seen in an increase of our happiness and contentedness. There's definitely something about being able to know when to let go, and when to try again. And the other thing too, I think with the creativity within the projects that we all work on, and this is something that I always tell all my students, if you have a mistake, don't just throw it out or don't just discount it because quite often the mistakes are where the magic happens. Because a mistake is something that you haven't planned for. And that's why I love them so much because quite often I will see something new in the mistake and that's where the creativity lies and that gets me really excited and takes me on a different tangent. But again, that's that whole process of letting go of the outcome and just kind of working with the materials and going with the flow. One of the other great things about working with our hands and creating is it improves our focus. Quite often, you know, if we're at the sewing machine or working with our hands, we need to be working on either individual stitches or at a sewing machine, you've got to make sure your hands are kept out of the way of the needle because you don't want to accidentally sew anything to the fabric that's not supposed to be there. When you're focusing on your work, it means that you're focusing on the task at hand rather than all those different other thoughts that are flying out in and out of your consciousness. So whilst they're still there, you're focusing mainly on the task at hand. It makes it easier for all those other thoughts to be pushed to the side. And that in itself is a really great way of kind of calming yourself down. I know that I've got a great example During this whole craziness of COVID, I had to call the insurance company to change something. And of course, trying to get through was pretty frustrating and I was kept on hold for a very long time and listening to really annoying music finally got through and it was just a very uncomfortable conversation. And at the end, right, I just have to do some stitching. (laughs) Just to chill out. Yeah, I just had to chill out. It was amazing how a little bit of stitching just really helped bring me back to my Zen as opposed to feeling really cranky, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is quite funny. Just thinking about how if you're focusing on the task at hand rather than all these other things that are around you. One of my friends who also is a Zen stitcher, she last year was due to have a hip replacement she didn't want to take pain medication. And so she's decided to use stitching and crafting as her way of getting through the pain until she has this surgery. Yep. And I find it totally amazing that from her focus on her work, that she can kind of eliminate the focus of the feelings of her body, which and she's in a lot of pain. Mm. So, I think that's pretty awesome that something as simple as doing some mindful stitching can really change up your approach
0: to things. And how's she dealing with getting prepared for her surgery with stitching? She's incredibly creative and she loves creating. So,
1: she spends a lot of time just making. She's been making cards with stitched motifs on it, and dishcloths is another thing she's been knitting scarves so it's it's just this whole lot of creativity and you know right now when a lot of us are sitting around our houses and we can't really go anywhere and we can't really do anything it's very easy to focus on the negative so I think it's great that she's using this as a way to focus on mm-hmm. creating something I mean the act of creation itself is pretty Amazing, and you have these great feelings of achievement when you've made something. Then you can then share it with other people as well. So it Mm. it's so beneficial in so many levels on that sense. And if you think of how, like taking that back to the neurological kind of processes, whenever we do something that makes us happy or makes us feel good, it's releasing dopamine in the brain, which is the feel good drug. Yeah. It's a natural
0: natural high. Yeah, natural high. That's
1: it, exactly. I think it's fabulous that she's devised a way that she can get through it all and also be creating beautiful things at the same time.
0: From the example that you've described, it sounds like she's not doing a huge project, but she's doing small bite-sized chunks. Yes,
1: yes. Lots of, I guess probably you could call them manageable-sized pieces, gift cards, or greeting cards I should say that kind of thing and I know she's joined my stitch club for the year and then and that means that every month we're doing a different design over 12 months which means we'll end up with 12 panels so it's quite a manageable scale of project so it's not yep. too big that it's daunting but you can put them all together if you wanted to end up with something big at the end of it so
0: sounds like you could do some forward planning on those 12 pieces <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Earlier, you've been talking about the neurological benefits of stitching. Whereabouts did you get that research from? Well, some of it is from a
1: Harvard study. And I can, I'll be putting all of this into a, a blog so that we've got links and footnotes and research to back up everything that I'm saying.
0: Thanks, Kate. There's always sort of conversations around is it or isn't it a benefit? Has there been research behind it? So those links be really helpful.
1: Yeah, totally. I think having done my master's means everything that I say has to be backed up. <laughs> yeah. If you want to have a watertight argument anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because that's why I decided that I'd do the podcast with people who are experts in their fields. Information really needs to be backed up with research.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree wholeheartedly. And something that I probably should have said um, uh, to preface all of this is that I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just someone who has experienced and watched these kind of effects happening to others. But if anybody is feeling unhappy, they should go and see someone rather than trying all these processes and not perhaps get the results that they're after. So
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Now that we've touched on some of the neurological benefits of stitching, what other benefits are there, Kate? Well, one of the
1: things that I really like about it is that it really gives us the opportunity to be creative. Quite often in our jobs and day-to-day lives, there's not that much opportunity to really get creative and and choose every aspect of the project so Mm. when we're sewing we get to choose the material we get to choose the thread and we get to choose the final product of what we want to make whether it's a stitch design or a garment that we're sewing and quite often you know it's the whole process of being involved with all these small decisions that then lead up to making this beautiful garment that you have as an outcome or stitched piece if you're embroidering or or mending as the case may be. It's also really great because it's a really fabulous way of gaining confidence. It's something that I hadn't really given much thought to, but then I realised that once we do one thing and we realise that we can do it, we then go on and we can do a bigger project. So say, for example, if you're sewing clothes, you might start off with doing something really simple, like a pair of shorts or putting elastic in a pair of pants, something like that. And then when you realize that you can do that, your next step might be to think, well, if I can put elastic in for a waistband, why can't I then put in a zipper? And so it's a really great way of building your confidence in steps I really like that. And then once that means is once you realise that you have the confidence within yourself to make these amazing things, you can then apply it to other parts of your life as well. So once you have that confidence in one area, it kind of naturally just kind of flows into all these other areas as well. Going back to the creativity, it means that you might start with working on a design that has been pre-made for you. And as you get more and more confident with your creative abilities, you might start to make your own designs or alter your own patterns so that they become Mm -hmm. a little bit more like you and less like the generic things out there. And, you know, that again kind of goes back to your feelings of self-confidence and achievement, I guess. You kind of value what you can do a
0: little bit more and appreciate your skills. So in a way, they're building blocks small building blocks of confidence, of achievement. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Again, that kind of goes back to, you know, you get a rush of dopamine because you're like, wow, I've just made something that I didn't think I could make or I've just mm-hmm. done something that I didn't think I'd be able to do. And so you get this feeling of happiness and then you have this, you know, you realise that you can kind of do anything if you put your mind to it, which I think is pretty awesome. Not only are you making these great things, but you can also then share them with the world. So you might choose to give it to someone as a gift, or even if you're just wearing your own designs or clothes, you can share those with the world and say, Hey, I made this. Isn't that fabulous? And it's so it's a really nice way of connecting with people as well. Quite often, you know, you'll have a conversation about. For example, we were talking about knitted jumpers oh, yes. earlier. <laughs> so it's um, it's a really nice way of sharing, sharing and, and acknowledging. And that kind of really is a great way of fostering a sense of community. If you can have these conversations with like-minded people who can Understand that either the complexity of a pattern or the enjoyment of the material in your fingers. And it, that's a really nice way of being able to connect
0: with others as well. And not being a typical sewer, I'm one of them where someone will say, Oh, that's really lovely. And you'll say, Yeah, I made it. But da 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 didn't go well. It's like, don't go down that road of but just say, Yeah, I made it. And thank you.
1: Absolutely. I know. Well, yeah, we're yeah. all our own worst critics, aren't we? Yeah. And when it comes to making things, only we are aware of those little details that might not have worked. Everyone else is like, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe you made it. <laughs> that's right. Just take it. That's it. Yep. Learning how to say thank you. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Getting back to the community side of things, the craft world is just awesome, as you know particularly in these times of when everyone has to be in isolation. There's so many ways that we can connect. Your podcast is one fabulous way. There's lots of Facebook pages and groups and Instagram groups. Mending Mayhem is one of them. So if you're not feeling like you're connecting as much as you would like to with others, then that's a really nice way to kind of reach out and just get inspired and get some feedback and kind of, yeah, sometimes it's nice to chat with others about crafting projects that you're working
0: on. Yeah, and an easy way to find like-minded groups is to look at the hashtags people use. So hashtag so over 50 hashtag Socialist, Mending, hashtag so queer Curvy Collective. There's lots of different ones that you can find out. Oh, there was another one that I saw which was um, Don't Mean So. Oh, really? Yeah you'll find all sorts of hashtags to connect with people on Instagram. Yeah,
1: totally. And get inspiration too, which is wonderful. And the nice thing about everyone that I've kind of met online is everyone's so lovely and generous and willing to share. So it's it's really nice to make those connections. It's really, really lovely.
0: Yeah, it is. And we've got plenty of podcasts where people who are from those community groups and they'll tell you exactly what you're saying is that they've connected with people while we've been isolated. So the community side of our craft is really important, especially right now. Oh, totally. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's
1: quite interesting because this kind of goes back to, you know, the sewing bees and where back in the day the ladies would get together and they'd do their sewing on a sunday or or they're mending or whatever and i think for a lot of them it's kind of the same as how we feel about it now it's getting together for the creating is one aspect of it but it was more for the socializing and Mm -hmm. catching up with everyone and you know being able to share ideas and learn learn new techniques sometimes getting out once a week for that social stitching (laughs) so beneficial
0: yes it is (laughs) So we've covered the neurological benefits. We've looked at the community side of stitching. So what other benefits are there, Kate? Well, there's so many. One of
1: the ones that I think is the most surprising, and I had to laugh when I came across it, is gaining self-discipline. And the reason why I thought that was pretty hilarious is because I'm anything but disciplined when it comes to my craft. In the sense that, say, for example, at the moment, As well as all the stitching that I'm doing, I'm also knitting a jumper with very fine needles and it's a lace pattern. It's quite intricate and quite complicated and it's not television stitching, so I really have to sit down and focus. Mm -hmm. But because I want to focus on it so much, I really don't want to focus on anything else. I therefore have a lack of self-discipline for all other areas of my life, but I have very good discipline for. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was pretty fun. But if you could apply that back to like when you're working, you've got something to look forward to at the end of the day and you make a point of making some time to get creative. So I guess that's where the self-discipline comes into things.
0: It sounds like it, yeah, making time for that particular project.
1: Yeah, totally. Which really when you think about it, not only is it making time for a project but it's making time for yourself And so it really is a bit of self-care, which is so important these days. And I know it's a word that kind of gets used quite a lot at the moment, but I think it really is really important to recognise that something that we might not take seriously or we might take for granted, like doing a little bit of stitching, is actually really good for us. It's nice to acknowledge that. You're not just sneaking in a couple of rows of knitting.
0: (laughs) The self-care aspect of our lives right now is really important from a health perspective, but also from a personal perspective. So, yeah, community to self, it's really important. Absolutely. You have to have one to have the other, I think,
1: too, which is, yeah, pretty important. Thinking about some of the self-care virtues or values of crafting, there's also quite a lot of the physical aspects too that, again, you kind of don't really think about too much. You, you take them for granted, or I must admit I do. And some of them are things like your hand-eye coordination, being able to thread needles, cutting out straight lines of fabric. It's really going to improve your spatial connection and your ability to fine-tune your motor skills, which is really interesting because it means that when we're working with our hands all the time, quite often it's going to reduce arthritis because our hands are moving. And I think That's awesome because you want to keep our fingers working for as long as possible. Also, it then goes back into kind of like our mental attitudes as well. So when we're working with our dexterity and our focus, there's evidence that suggests that people who sew and work with their hands reduce the age-related brain deterioration. So it's one of those things where if you're using your brain, you're using your hands to create one is stimulating the other, and because you're using both of these organs of your body, they're exercising all the time. And so I think that's really awesome that it's really beneficial for those kind of things. And it's also a great way of exercising our brain. So you know quite often projects that we do have got a little bit of maths if you're doing knitting, you've got stitches to count and rows to keep track of, and if you're sewing, you've got to um, make sure that all the measurements are right. Same with embroidery, especially cross-stitch and those kind of things. You're always counting, which is fascinating. So these counting and keeping focus and keeping track are really good ways of keeping your mind organized. You know, So it's, it's really helpful. And even sometimes learning if you're finding that things slip your memory, and I, I know even me I have to keep track of how many rows I've knitted or what I've done and I keep them all in a book and it's a great way of staying organized so you can help manage your memories as well. I think it's pretty amazing that again something that we do because we like it can be so so good for us and because we enjoy it so much it's actually will improve our moods most of the time. (laughs) I say that because sometimes I'll grumble at the sewing machine or, you know, if a thread gets tangled, but on the whole, you know, there's such a great feeling of satisfaction when you're making something and you have a great result and the process of it is so soothing, that it does actually make you feel better. And because your mood is improved, it actually then goes on to give you a stronger immune system which I think is amazing. So if you're, if you're creating, you're feeling happy, then it will actually mean that you have better abilities to fight off disease. Again, this is one of those things that science has backed up. It's not just something that's been said. So it makes you feel better. It helps your immune system. And going right back to how meditation is really good for us, it actually will lower our blood pressure. I think that's just amazing that just the the act
0: of creating has so many benefits for us. There's so many benefits that we overlook and it's really great that you've brought them to our attention. This is the one thing that you can do for yourself that provides you with so many other benefits that keep you happy and healthy. Yeah, it really is amazing. And have a lovely day, listeners. This mending episode of Sew so Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Harris with permission of Kate, soundbybensound.com. You can hear more from Kate in future Sewing, Save and Mending podcasts. All of Kate's references are on her website at zenstitching.ca as well as on our website, seworganisedstylepodcast.com. You can subscribe to Sew so Organised Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, Stitcher and anywhere you listen to good podcasts. Post any questions or suggestions on our website at stylepodcast.com or on Sew so Organised Style Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe everyone.